Hey, what's up? I hope that you're doing good. I hope that your day is going well. Um, if it's not, I hope it gets better. All right, so um, the episode today is going to be titled um, The Script is in the Scraps. Um, and of course, my scripture text today is coming from um, Mark chapter 7 verses 24 through 29 and let's begin reading leaving that place jesus withdrew to the region of tyree and sidon a canaanite woman in front of us uh from the vicinity came to him crying out lord son of david have mercy on me my daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Verse 25, The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right um, to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but... Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, I know this sounds like, okay, Jesus just shaded her real bad. Like, he talking crazy. I would have been insulted. Um, like, who you talking to? Talking about feeding the dog? Hold on. You, you're going too far now. I know you the Messiah and the son of David, but I'm about to click on you real quick. But she was not actually insulted. Um, when you go in and research it and study, you will understand that um, Jesus took his disciples someplace um, to rest because they had been going, they had been ministering, um, and everywhere they went, they were bombarded by people. Um, and that should be kind of a lesson that just because you go somewhere and you're bombarded by people don't mean it's time to minister. Sometimes it's time to retreat, you know. And so I was kind of um, laughing at it because I'm like, real talk, Jesus didn't want to be bothered. He was tired. He wanted to get some shut eye. And this lady found out that he was there and she wasn't trying to be no groupie or anything. But, you know, she had a serious issue. Her daughter was demon possessed. And, um, you know, there were laws also, even just him performing that deliverance for her daughter. Like, a lot of times they'll say, well, come to my house and, you know, deliver my son or my daughter. You know, cer certain things were not allowed back then, um, uh, just in law, just in law. And so, so you're talking about the script is in the scraps. So you read on in the story and basically it was like god was telling her okay um if you know right now what you're saying i hear you but it's not the time can you wait you know like he didn't say no because if he said no he just would have sent her away and say you know no i'm not doing anything today i'm not praying for nobody i'm not you know trying to bless nobody today i'm really like i'm chilling but the time and the rest that he set aside for him and his disciples was to feed his disciples and that's a lesson in leadership you know you have to set aside time to feed your disciples or your leaders you can't just keep running um just running 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 and never sit down and feed your people or feed your flock or feed um 
you know, the people that are close to you in leadership. Um, and so as time goes on, um, you keep reading in the text, you know, the other disciples like, you know, send her away, you know, we're trying to get some rest, you know, we're kind of tired, you know. Um, and I thought about it, I was thinking to myself, when Jesus got quiet, was he waiting for his disciples or his leaders to take care of the issue? You know, was he trying to see what they're going to do? Um, but as time go on, let me get to the, the meat of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, as time goes on, you recognize that she was not insulted. And the very, the since she hung around, like... He was like, okay, this is the master's table. And she's like, even, you know, people want the crumbs from the master's table. They may not be able to get everything that they want or what they need or, or whatever, but I'll still hang around the master's table and get what I can. Anything is better than nothing. And a lot of us in our faith, we haven't got to that desperate, you know, part where anything's better than nothing. You know, we want exactly what we want when we want it. But this lady... In the Bible, this Canaanite woman, she was patient enough just for the scraps. And what blessed me so much was we don't realize that even in the scraps, even in, you know, we may eat chicken. Okay, bring it to today's terms. We may eat chicken or we may eat something that has a structure to it. And what we don't realize is most, most of the nutrients is found in what it's coming from. And so if you got crumbs or you got scraps or you got the uh, least of them or you got the least bit of whatever, it does not mean that you have failed. It does not mean that you don't have enough just because it may be the crumbs or the scraps. The script is in the scraps. OK, what do you mean? OK, my DNA is actually found in my what? My saliva. OK, that's coming from me. Um, something so small and something that we'd be like, oh, that's gross. Your DNA, everything that you are, is literally found in your saliva. Okay, look at your fingerprints, you know. Just certain small things. I think sometimes we're looking for this gigantic um, move of faith or this gigantic working of a miracle from God. And it's in the small things. It's in the details of a thing that you find out who you are and what you are and what's going to come from it um i know for me specifically i you know even as a child i remember my first christmas being where i got certain toys um one was uh, a cash register one was um an actual phone um and then i got like a makeup set or whatever and it was real makeup and a vanity and everything not realizing that those were small little clues to my future, to my purpose. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, I laugh about it now. But a lot of times God's giving us these small little inklings. And we're throwing away those things like they're just scraps. We don't need those. You know, it's, it's not big enough. It doesn't serve a purpose. But those small little scraps are your script to your story. And you can't afford to throw those things away thinking that it doesn't matter or these are insignificant, you know, to what I'm trying to do. A lot of times God will show us things, you know, little by little. Maybe he showed you something seven years ago. Maybe he showed you something three months ago. That is for you to put that piece on the side and be ready to put the puzzle together. 
sometimes we're mad that the puzzle is not together and everything's not complete but we keep throwing away the pieces because oh that's small that doesn't make any sense where does this come from and i want to tell you that in your faith if god is you know calling you to believe him for something small that means something big is on the way so we're talking about the script is in the scraps okay so god was not trying to insult her and, and call her uh, uh you know like she's an animal or a dog or whatever because i know when i you know read it growing up i'm just like god was kind of harsh i mean jesus was kind of harsh like why would you say that to somebody like i don't want to be called you know um like an animal or whatever and i understand that back in the day that um women did not have a great value you know in their society but i was like i don't know if that has something to do with it or not but as you know i grew older and researched it more you know i understand okay there's a time and a place for everything and what what if she got offended you know what if she got frustrated and just walked off and be like whatever it said that her daughter was healed at the very same hour he didn't even speak a word he didn't even go but on her faith alone on her faith alone he healed her like he's talking to her and while he's talking to her he heals her daughter that right there should just make you feel some type of way like make you want to shout book whatever but at the very same time that she's talking to him she could have gotten offended she could have said man you don't you know you don't want to spend no time with nobody you don't have time for little people like me she could have just walked in office all her life after that but she didn't she's like okay i agree with you but even i if you can give me just a little bit it'll, it'll make my life better and i think sometimes in our prayer and us praying fervently and continually in the things of god sometimes it's the little stuff sometimes i just say god thank you for keeping me thank you for helping me thank you you know i don't take it for granted that you even look my way it's a small praises it's a small thank you jesus it's a small uh lord i love you it's a small okay it's gonna get better those small moments that contribute to a bigger picture and that's why i want you to understand it's a bigger picture going on than what you're seeing right now you're saying that okay i might not have all the finances that i need but i'm not all i'm not in the red or i'm not you know going under sometimes we gotta thank god for not even going under sometimes we're just stabilizing and that's okay too because some people are even not even stabilizing their emotions and their finances um and it may be something small and i'm telling you this for a reason because we get so frustrated when we feel like we're not hearing from God and we don't have a word from God and we don't have an understanding of what we're supposed to be doing and who we are, but the details have been presented to us and we throw them away because they're scraps to us. They, they, they don't serve us a purpose in our now. Just because God is giving you something, you know, don't mean it's always for your now. I know now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence, evidence of things not seen. But everything God is saying is not for you now. Some things is for your future. Some things is is for maybe four months down the line. Um, some things are for 12 months or a year, excuse me, you know, away. You never know. And so you can't just say, okay, um, well, me meeting with uh, Johnny over here uh, didn't make any sense. Oh, well. And this is the thing I'm going to 
even testify and bring it a little bit more to life. I remember applying for jobs and literally getting turned down for the same job over two, three times, over three, four times for the same job, okay? And you would think, wow, that's crazy, you know? Uh, but I kept applying, and when I got the job, it was because it was the right season, the right time. But the way that I acted when I did not get the job made them remember me. The way that I performed when I did not get the promotion made them remember me. The way that I conducted myself when I didn't get what I wanted made the people who had the power to give me what I needed remember me. So is your faith causing God to remember you? Or are you just like wigging out because you're not getting everything that you want, everything that you feel like you deserve? And don't get me wrong. It's okay to have, um, you know, aspirations for yourself. It's okay to, you know, believe in yourself and believe that you deserve the best because you do. But how am I going to act, you know, with my faith? Like, am I going to have faith just for Sunday and then Monday through Thursday struggle with it? Or am I going to, you know, change my attitude, change my heart condition, and have faith? Because when the word says add to your faith, a lot of times we forget about that. Add to your faith, patience, virtue. Add to it because it's not enough just to have faith. You have to have the works along with it. You know, we can always read um, Hebrews 11, you know, without faith it's impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder that he is a water of them that diligently continually seek him and sometimes that's a part of our faith that we kind of leave out like I have faith and, and that's it and a lot of time we're making wishes you know like like God's a genie in the bottle God is not asking for us to make wishes you know he's asking for us to have faith and so with this Canaanite woman of course she could have got offended she could have said you know what this dude talking crazy to me, you know, you know, he ain't who he's not who he said he is. Um, she could have got offended because when you read it, you'd be like, OK, God or Jesus, like, really? Um, but when he was like, OK, so since you have great faith. Since you have not allowed what you have seen or took in to waver what you believe, I'm going to grant it unto you. And at the very same hour, like when she was talking to him, he healed her daughter of being demon-possessed. And some of you guys are like, okay, well, my child not demon-possessed. Okay, that may not be your issue. You have a, uh, something that you're putting before God and you need God to help you with. So it may not be your issue that your child is demon-possessed. Uh, it may not be your issue that you don't have a job. It may not be your issue... Um, you know, that you are dealing with depression or, or whatever, but you have something that you need God to come and, and deal with. Now, Jesus and his disciples were resting, resting. Okay, <laughs> I'm laughing about that because I remember on most days that I was the most tired um, after ministering to people for weeks at a time, months at a time, whatever the case may have been. I was always on the go. And I can remember being just exhausted. And that would be the time that people would call me the most. And I'm just like, okay. But I had to, you know, in the future, 
I had learned to, you know, all right, you can't solve everybody's problems. You got to move when God tell you to move. Um, but at the same time, a lot of us in our resting moment, when we feel like, man, I just got a break, especially if you're a pastor, especially if you're a leader or a boss or you're in charge of something or everything is kind of riding on you, you know, it's so easy to be like, okay, I'm tired. But sometimes some people have faith. They're not even trying to drain you. Some people just have faith that if you will speak the word or just pray for them or stand in the gap with them or stand in agreement with them that God will grant their request. Some people don't want to come and, you know, take from you. Some people just need somebody to agree with them. And so in those moments, be careful that you don't get so wrapped up in you that you, you know, feel like everybody's trying to take from you, whatever. You have to be discerning to understand that some people just want you to agree with them in prayer. They don't necessarily need you to counsel them or, or you know, slap them with oil. Sometimes they just need somebody to say, I agree. And if you, you know, have somebody in, like that in your life, that's not always taken from you. That's not always trying to, you know, uh, drain you of every, you know, ounce of strength that you have. That's a blessing. And sometimes they just want you to agree with them. And that's just a lesson for somebody because sometimes when you're in demand or when your gift or your anointing is in demand, it's very easy to get caught up in how I feel and what I want. And I'm tired of this and I'm tired of that. I've said many days, like, okay, I don't feel like doing that. But at the same time, I thought about the person over my feelings and my judgments because you don't know if that person was on their last leg. You don't know what that person was feeling. Um, and it's very easy to just cut off your emotions and be like, look, go ahead and do it. But if God's not telling you to do something, I don't care how strong you are as a man of God, how uh, uh, anointed you are as a woman of God if God's not, not telling you to pour don't pour you know a lot of times we get ourselves in these physical um uh comas because we're overdoing it and, and we're giving and giving and giving and that's why I tell anybody um that I know make sure that you are causing people to stand on their own two feet when you get done ministering to them not you know make uh, them trust on you know trust in you and your gift only no uh, I can get you there but I want you to stay there I'm gonna show you the path on how to get back to what we just experienced but I'm not going to become your idol or your God you know so it's very important that you do that as well but sometimes people just want you to agree with them they don't need you to shut na na for them they just want you to say I agree in Jesus' name, because, of course, the word says, if any two uh, come together and agree on something, I'm going to, what, do it. So sometimes people just need you to agree with them. Some people do need actual ministry, actual deliverance, actual pouring into, um, but you got to make sure that you're filled. And I tell anybody, I, I'm not, you're not, uh, what you call it, made of just this everlasting power that... <laughs> You could just keep on going and going and never get tired. Um, I remember being in high school and I had never understood what it felt like to be drained. And I remember one day going going to school and literally laying on the uh, table at lunch and 
just went to sleep. I was so exhausted. I was so, because I was ministering to everybody. I was praying for everybody. And I was excited. I was zealous. I, you know. And <laughs> I learned that day what it felt like to be empty. Because all that time, like, oh, I'm full. I'm full. I don't feel nothing. I'm good. I'm good. That don't mean that you don't need to pour back into yourself. Um, and I know some people, especially when they, you know, go forth strongly in a prophetic um, they go forth very strong um, just in the things of God as a man or a woman of God. Um, a lot of times after they come off a crusade or they come off of a revival or whatever, they need time to recoup and recover. And um, that's a big part of it because if you don't do that and you just keep going, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to age yourself. You know, your body is literally housing the presence of God. And the presence of God in an unhealthy person will tear your whole body up. If you're unhealthy and you're anointed, you're going to hurt yourself. And y'all laughing on this other end. But, and I'm not just talking about being sore because you done ran around, around the church. You know, that's me. But I'm talking about you would like literally tear your, your body up because when you hold that power and you exerting the, the anointing of God and, and the presence of God like that in whatever capacity, whether it's preaching, teaching, whatever, and you don't take care of yourself and your body, you know, your cholesterol up and, and you, you know, clogged up um, with fat and, and all that kind of stuff, a lot of times that's not healthy. And I'm, I'm saying that not to even be funny, but especially, you know, you carry a lot of weight. Now, if you're healthy and you carry some weight, then cool. But from one fluffy person to another or whoever's on this, you know, <laughs> episode, take care of yourself because everybody could be shouting today about you and, and tomorrow you up in the hospital or they talking about a GoFundMe account or whatever because you done passed away from a heart attack. Like, you have to take care of yourself. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like, this is real-life stuff that's happening to people. Um, but, again, like I said, let me get off that for a second. But make sure you understand when people are coming for deliverance, when they're actually coming, um, when they need help, and then when someone just needs you to agree with them. And so, with this, with this text, all right, you said the script is in the scraps. If I throw away the scraps, I'm not going to have the full understanding or meaning or purpose behind what I'm supposed to be doing. If I would have discarded every prophecy and every little comment that I've heard up until this point, I would be confused because there's a detail that links to another detail that links to a vision, that links to a dream. It links to a person. It links to a connection and another connection. And it, a lot of time when God is talking to us, especially if we're in church, you know, we kind of discard messages because, oh, that, that don't fit me. But you never know. You may use that same message to help somebody else. You never know why God is trying to fill you with something until somebody comes with a question and needs the answer. So sometimes the things that God is trying to give you or talk to you about or downloading to you it's not for you I know for a fact I know for a fact that a lot of things that I've been through is not for me because there was no reason for it to happen if you look at it and calculate 
there was no reason for it to happen, but it happened. So I can help someone. The little small details, the little small stories, the little meetings and conversation that you have at the coffee shop with people and the little, you know, meetings that you have at the church and, and, and all this kind of stuff. Those little small details are making a bigger picture. But if you discard it because it's scraps or it's not enough or it's not big as sister so-and-so's or it's not extravagant and enormous like brother so-and-so, you're going to miss it. It's the small details. Okay, if I have ladies on this line, details will make a woman's heart go quicker than you buying her the most expensive things. It's the details. She going to save that note. She going to save that t-shirt that you made her like she's going to save those things because it creates memories it creates a sense of happiness that is ongoing and uh, and lasting it's not just about what you can do it's about the details so same thing um when it comes to god if god is downloading something to you and saying something to you or he's giving you a glimpse of it or you had a vision of something or oh I woke up and I had a dream about this and I it's funny to me because I get that all the time people are like well I dreamed about this and I dreamed about that and if you have the gift to interpret dreams amen you know um, if you have the ability to have a dream and interpret it or you have visions or whatever count yourself blessed you know um, but a lot of times people will come to me and say well I had this dream that this happened this happened this happened God is always talking to you like you may not feel like he could talk to you through a TV show. He could talk to you through numbers. He could talk through, uh, talk to you through um, colors. Um, he can talk to you any way that he choose. He could talk to you through somebody who's not saved. He could talk to you through the birds. All this stuff is found in the scripture. Okay. So God can talk to you any way that he wants to. But a lot of times if God is giving you a dream or he's giving you a vision, because a lot of times in your waking life, when you're going from day to day, you're so distracted, you don't ever slow down to hear what he has to say, so he gives them to your dreams. And um, so I know that I'm a dreamer, I know that I'm a visionary, so it's not hard for me to have a dream. Some of you guys dream um, for months straight and then you stop. Some people dream all the time. Some people dream only when it's to warn people, you know. We're going to have a series on, you know, spiritual gifts, so I hope that will be interesting to you. So you can kind of understand, you know, if you have these gifts and, and what to do with them, and how to cultivate them and how to actually operate in them and be in order, but how to function with these gifts. Um, and so with that, you can have a dream. God can show you. He can, um, you know, make it clear to you, but you got to write it down. It's. It's like God is telling me to tell you you're missing the bigger picture because you keep throwing away the details. You keep saying, well, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. And he's giving you small details at a time. He's not giving you the whole shebang. And you're frustrated about that because you feel like you should just understand everything all at once. If God would have told me who I was at 12, everything that I was going to be at 12, I would have ruined it because I don't know the value or the worth of it. And my emotions at that time were not mature enough to take it. Same thing with you. Sometimes God don't reveal everything about you and what he wants because you're not emotionally mature. 
your faith is not going to connect to it and you're going to ruin it. You're going to sabotage it. And so if that's you, ask God, like, okay, God, help me work on that. Because sometimes God don't tell you stuff. You ever been to a meeting and everybody get prophesied to but you? Um, have you ever um, <laughs> have you ever been just at a, maybe a church event or just at work and everybody get it and you don't? It's not that God like trying to play with you. It's not that people just trying to overlook you. But sometimes you can't handle the next level. You can't handle what God is trying to give you until you come into the maturity of it in, in yourself and in your faith. And I, I'm laughing because if God would have told me you're going to be doing this and you're going to be doing that. Now, mind you, God showed me in a dream that I was going to be doing certain things. Did he give me every detail? No. Did he give me the reason why? No. He just showed me little small stuff at a time throughout the years. And he would show me, I didn't even, I never knew in my entire life that I was going to be a director. I'm going to tell you why. Because, first of all, I didn't take any classes, all right? I love music. Um, I just enjoyed it, you know. But I was 14 years old having dreams of getting in front of my church choir and directing it. Did I know I was going to do that? No, I did not. Did I, was I convinced? Nope. And all of a sudden, I want to say about five years later, I started directing. But God showed me ahead of time. God has shown a lot of you ahead of time what you're supposed to do and what you're going to be and what he's trying to kind of do in you. And you'd be like, you know, you just kind of shrug it off like whatever. But I promise you, if he said it and showed you, it's going to happen. If you're still in a place where God is showing you something, it's still going to happen. I don't know if that makes sense for some people. But if he keeps showing you, it's going to happen. There's no reason for God to keep repeating something that he's not going to do. God don't repeat his stuff for nothing. I've learned that. I have learned that. Um, so like I said before, stop throwing away the scraps. There is something in the scraps. There is DNA to your purpose in those scraps. You can't throw away something that seems insignificant because, you know, we place a value on it. And, and this is what I will tell anybody, um, especially like if you are aspiring to be a leader or you're aspiring to be over this department or be this minister or whatever you feel in your heart God has called you to be. All right. I would not. I would not. Maybe you would. I don't know. But I would not give. Okay, let's hi hypothetically speaking. So I have a child. I'm not going to give my child a thousand dollars and let them sit there and lick on the paper. Do they deserve the money? Yes. All right. But. They don't understand the value of it. They didn't work for it. To them, it's just paper. To them, it's something to put in their mouth. That's the same thing when it comes to leadership. A lot of times, your leaders are not going to give you something that they know that you can't handle. And it will be very, very, I ain't going to say ignorant, but it will be very terrible for them to put something in your hands that has required time, energy, money sacrifice the oil 
to keep it going and they go give it to somebody who's unlearned and immature, you can't get mad at that. If you're not ready, just not ready. And you have to know when you're not ready. You know, you have to just be honest and say, hey, I'm not ready for that. Because I'm the type of person, I'll tell you beforehand, look, I don't think that's, mm mm-mm. I'm be honest with you. No, that ain't for me right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was at one point in time in my life, I'm like, look, I'm sorry, Pastor, but I'm not converted yet. I'm saved, but I, I'm still, I still have not literally changed my, my nature. I have not changed who I am. So I can't really help you in that. Um, and so you have to know where you are and be honest about that because it makes no sense for me to literally give um maybe a five-year-old a house for them to live in by themselves they have not acquired the knowledge yet you know even though they deserve it even though they'll be awesome to have a house waiting for your child when they you know turn 18 or go to um you know college or whatever that's cool every parent wants to bless their child but you don't give them something out of season and out of time when they're not ready for it same thing with God. God is not just going to give you something because you're crying and screaming for it. You got to make sure that you are piecing together every detail. So when you walk into that bigger picture, when you walk into it, you're not going to be just dumbfounded and clueless as to why you're there. So don't throw away the scraps. Do not throw away the scraps. I'm, I'm just, you know, pushing it. Don't throw away the scraps. If you were drawn at 12 years old and you know, you had a dream at 18 that you were supposed to be an architect. Okay, continue on in those things. But remember, okay, I was drawn at 12. Okay, um, I did a contest at 16. All right, there's a reason why there are certain things that have been lined up in your life. God just doesn't let things happen for no reason. Everything has a purpose. I don't care even if it's a, if it was bad, it still had a purpose. And that's why when I see people go through very trying times, things that you never want to happen to anybody, it's hurtful at the moment, but it's purpose, you know, purposeful in the future. There are things that I know for a fact that I did not deserve. There are things I know that happened to me and to my family that I couldn't even see coming or I, I felt something and didn't know. Like there are things that you feel like, man, I wish I could erase that or start over or not do that, you know, but all this stuff is serving a purpose, you know, to me, I felt like, man, I should have went to school, and I should have aced every exam, I should have, you know, went to college, and been on the dean's list, and did this, and did that, because, yeah, I was smart enough to do it, but there are some things that I struggled with that, to me, at the time, didn't make sense, but now I understand, because it's for a purpose to help someone else, because I promise you, I'm like, I could teach the class. Why am I sitting here struggling? But I had to help other people that were struggling. Sometimes your purpose and what God's called you to do will require you to struggle in some areas that you know that you are better than and, and, and can do way a, a better job in, but it's not happening. So that's why prayer is so, is so important that you pray to God and get clarity on a lot of stuff that you're thinking about because sometimes you can literally bypass some things if you just talk to God you can avoid some things if you talk to God 
Um, and it's not for you to be super deep or super spiritual. It's for you to get clarity. I noticed that when I was confused about something or disturbed about something, after I got done praying, I felt 10 times better. Not because my situation had changed, but because I had changed. So I'm just encouraging you today, um, just like the Canaanite woman. Okay, I might not be able to get all your time, but a little time will do. It's in the details, homie, homie. It's in the details. Everything you've been asking God about and you've been confused about, it's been in the details. But if you're throwing those scraps away, you're going to miss the bigger picture because you're not going to have nothing to go back to. You're not going to have anything to actually look at, you know, to give you clues as to what to do and how to do it when it's time for you to show up for your big day and for the bigger picture. So do not throw the scraps away. The script is in the scraps. 